Hey, what's up? This is Steve Carney, Tampa Bay Rays insider for Sports Radio 95.3 WDA and AM 620. You're checking out the Inside Pitch Podcast. It's our daily look at the Rays and the news and the events that affect both the team and the rest of Major League Baseball. Do me a favor on whatever platform you're using to listen to today's show. Hit the subscribe button. It is free and it helps us help you never miss a day of the show. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and Inside Pitch Pod. And any questions that you may have for me or that you may have for someone in the organization that you would like to have asked by me, send me an email. The email address is insidepitchpod at gmail.com. Get ready for tonight's Rays game with the Inside Pitch Radio Show, which gets going an hour before the 10.05 first pitch from Dodger Stadium. So 9 o'clock tonight on 95.3 WDAE and AM 620. That is the Rays radio flagship station. You can hear the Inside Pitch radio show an hour before first pitch Monday through Friday and two hours before first pitch on Saturdays. And if you're not in the Tampa Bay market, you can listen to it on the iHeartRadio app live. And with that all out of the way, let's get today's show going. This is the Inside Pitch Podcast. Now your host, Steve Carney. Hey, thanks so much for joining us. Coming up on today's show, a former Rays reliever is arrested on some pretty serious charges. And the New York Yankees will get their opening day starter back for the first time this year. But we will begin with tonight's contest in Los Angeles as the Rays will open up a two-game series with the Dodgers at Dodger Stadium. And it is really incredible to think that it's been now five years since Andrew Friedman left the Rays to become the president of baseball operations for the Dodgers that basically started this whole transformation in the Rays organization. You remember 2014, the Rays uh, had made the playoffs the year prior, but then fell back under 500 and both Andrew Friedman and Joe Madden would be gone by the end of the calendar year. For the Rays, you know, it looked like it was going to be the end of the road, the window closing, and we didn't know how long it would take for this team to get back into playoff contention. But uh, here we are now, 2019. The Rays have been in playoff contention now each of the last two years, just missing the playoffs. Uh, by a couple of games last year, albeit by winning 90 games that season. But uh, I look at what that team looked like at the end of the 2014 season and what this team looks like now as we head into the 2019 postseason. And to be honest, I don't know if Andrew Friedman would recognize the team that Heim Bloom and Eric Neander has put together. Are there guys that are still here that were drafted under Friedman's watch? Absolutely. But you look at the number of first round picks that Andrew Friedman has made when he was here in charge of baseball operations for the Rays, and there aren't many guys left. In fact, if you look at first round picks, the Rays have just one from their entire time that Andrew Friedman was in charge, and that is Blake Snell, who was taken as one of the 10 guys that Tampa Bay took in the first 75 picks in 2011. I mean, David Price, now gone, Tim Beckham, 
now gone. LeVon Washington never made the big leagues. Josh Saleh washed out in A-ball. You look at the other nine guys that the Rays took in that 2011 draft. You know, Taylor Guerrero is bounced around from the big leagues to AAA, as has Mikey Matuk. But that's been pretty much it when it comes to uh, those two and Snell uh, out of the 10 picks that they had in the first 75. I mean, you remember guys like Kez Carter and, and Grayson Garvin, who were both part of that 2011 draft as well. Uh, those guys, among others, did not make the big leagues. Uh, 2012, Richie Schaefer uh, had made the big leagues, but of course, he's got a hole in his swing that you could drive a Mack truck through, and so he has had trouble staying even at the AAA level uh, in professional baseball and looks like he's going to be out of ball uh, here pretty soon. Garrett Whitley, their 2013 pick, uh, has never made it above A ball because of uh, shoulder issues. And the 2014 pick, uh, Casey Gillespie, uh, got close to making the big leagues, but uh, yeah, has not uh, has not worked out at all either. So, You've got a number of guys in that uh, top tier, and we all know that the draft uh, in every sport is a crapshoot, and none more so than in Major League Baseball. At least if you're looking at you know first-round picks in the NBA or in the NHL or in the NFL, you're looking at guys that should be contributing to their teams immediately. Whereas if you're looking at uh, first round picks in Major League Baseball, usually, and this is the rule, not as much as the exception. We have seen the exception uh, on a number of occasions, uh, even with David Price in 2008 being drafted first overall in 2007 and finding himself in the big leagues in 2008 is uh, very uh, different, and and it's a very uh, unlikely scenario. Most times when you have uh, a player who is drafted in the first round, even guys that are, you know, taken in the top three, four, five uh, overall, it usually takes at least a couple of years for them to develop enough to be ready for the big leagues. And, you know, usually the end of the, the following season is about the earliest that you will find a first-round pick up with the big leagues. Now, uh, there are always exceptions to the rules. Steven Strasburg, uh, Bryce Harper, they came up in the middle of that second season. And and you have guys like Brandon Finnegan, uh, who had pitched in the College World Series and then pitched for the Royals in the Big League World Series that same season. So uh, you do see it uh, on very, very rare occasions. But, uh, you know, normally after a couple of years, you can finally determine, okay, uh, this draft was pretty much a bust. And you look at, uh, at least first round wise, what Andrew Friedman and company did before he left in 2014, as opposed to what Heim Bloom and Eric Neander have done along with Matt Silverman in 2015, 16, 17 and even here into 2018 and uh, this year in 2019, we're, we're still, uh, the jury will not be determined for at least another couple of years. But you look at guys like uh, Brendan McKay, 
uh, and and the like that have made it. Uh, you know, Nate Lowe has made it to the big leagues. Josh Lowe, uh, who is their 2016 first round pick, looks to be hot on his older brother's heels. Uh, but I th- certainly think that you look at those uh, players and you certainly have to uh, say, you know what, they've done a pretty good job of getting uh, and developing their first round picks and especially position player wise to make it to the big leagues. So uh, I I look at this Rays team and when they go into Dodger Stadium, Andrew Friedman is not going to be very familiar with a number of those guys. He's going to know Kevin Kiermeyer. He's going to know Blake Snell. Uh, those guys he'll he'll recognize. He'll know Travis Darno only for the fact that you know the Dodgers had Darno for all of about four days before sending him to the Rays. Uh, he's going to be familiar with a number of those guys, but not uh, intimately familiar like he had been. In seasons past, when Andrew first came back to Tropicana Field as the president of baseball operations for the Dodgers, and Evan Longoria was still here, and Chris Archer was still here, uh, you know, and he understood, you know, what those guys were like, and he had firsthand knowledge on what those guys would do in situations at the big league level. He doesn't have that so much anymore, and so it's going to be. Uh, you know, almost like seeing a new team for the first time for him. And for the Dodgers, uh, you know, not having Kershaw, not having Hyunjin Ryu, not having uh, Kenta Maeda, not having Wonker Bueller on uh, the hill for either of these two games, uh, I think it runs to the Rays' advantage. Yeah, you're going to see Ross Stripling uh, in the first game. You're going to see Tony Gonsolin in the second Uh, And, you know, those are guys that, you know, Rays hitters are not going to be very familiar with, uh, albeit that, you know, there's plenty of uh, video uh, on both of these guys and what they do and what they throw in certain situations, but not having to go up against guys like Kershaw and Ryu in that uh, in this two game series, I think will provide uh, at least a little bit of comfort. Uh, for the team and hopefully they'll be able with the Dodgers having already clinched the National League West you know you come in here with uh, a little bit of motivation here whereas the Dodgers really have very little to play for yes they they're still playing for the top seed in the National League but you know right now uh, I look at what uh, the Rays have to play for versus what the Dodgers have to play for and you, you're going to see probably a much more motivated Rays team as opposed to the Dodgers, who uh, are you know have been dealing with uh, all sorts of issues throughout the uh, throughout the year and have been able to overcome a number of things. But uh, I certainly see them being uh, at the point where they can be like, okay, this is a you know games again you know interleague. You really don't have to worry about them uh, as much, and you know they'll feel like they can probably take their feet off the gas pedal uh, when it comes to the, this being interleague play in their own ballpark where the pitchers are going to have to hit. But that'll be tonight uh, with Blake Snell uh, getting the open, his first uh, work back at the big league level since undergoing the elbow surgery in July that had him remove some loose bodies from his throwing elbow. Watching his second uh, appearance 
for the Durham Bulls against Columbus. He looked much improved from the first appearance, as I thought he probably was so excited to be back on the mound uh, in any way, shape, or form the first time he was overthrowing everything. Every, all the fastballs were going up in a, uh, to the arm side, which just tells you that he's basically trying to th- throw the hell out of the baseball. And so uh, having him back on the mound, albeit it's probably going to be you know two innings, 40 pitches, uh, before you turn things over to the bullpen, and who knows uh, if he gets an opportunity to hit in this uh, in this game, and that's the other piece that you have to think about is if you're going well, you're probably going to not allow him to hit. You're probably going to pinch hit for him at your first opportunity. So you have to think, okay, what am I going to do? Uh, even if you go one, two, three, the first two innings, and then you're bringing in a reliever to uh, replace Snell, knowing that the pitcher spot is definitely going to come up in that next inning. Do you go with a one-inning guy and then use a pinch hitter there and burn one of your one-inning relievers to then go to a bulk guy? That would probably be uh, my thought process being uh, in Kevin Cash's shoes I would probably go that route, but you never know. You may end up going with somebody like a uh, like a Jalen Beeks or, or an Austin Pruitt and make them and have them hit uh, and have them take the spot uh, in the in the lineup. We'll see if they decide to do that here this evening at Dodger Stadium. The Rays are not their only team to get their opening day starter back here tonight as the New York Yankees will finally have Luis Severino on the hill. Severino was supposed to be their opening day starter this year, but then all of the issues that Severino has had injury-wise, he will finally make his 2019 debut this evening for the New York Yankees. And so this is now the the second time in a couple of days that the Yankees have gotten a big piece of their pitching staff back as uh, Severino joins Dylan Betances, who came back over the weekend. And I would assume that both of these guys are going to be big pieces of New York's pitching staff when the postseason comes around. That, of course, will get started at 6.35 in the Bronx as the Yankees will take on the Los Angeles Angels. And some very serious news coming out of Pittsburgh as Pirates closer Felipe Vasquez, who at one time was in the Rays organization, you might remember him as Felipe Rivero, the pitcher that was traded to the Washington Nationals so that the Rays could acquire Nathan Carnes back in 2004. 14. He has been arrested on charges of soliciting a child and pornography, according to the Florida Department of Law Enforcement. He was arrested uh, this morning in Pittsburgh on a warrant out of Lee County, which is down in the Fort Myers area. He is facing charges of solicitation of a child and one count of providing obscene material to minors, according to KDKA. In Pittsburgh, uh, Vasquez reportedly sent a text to what he believed was a 15-year-old girl suggesting that they meet up after the season for sex. Uh, of course, this will uh, this story will continue to uh, develop, and we will give you the latest uh, on what's going on with Felipe Rivero as those details become available. But it is certainly uh, not a, a good sign 
for uh, Rivero as uh, the uh, alleged victim uh, began her relationship with Rivero as reportedly at 13 years old, according to uh, FDLE uh, officials and uh, a report out of Lee County. Uh, Investigators also say Groh received a video in July from the pitcher in which he is performing a sex act. uh, He is being held in the Allegheny County Jail and facing extradition back to Florida. But again, turning to the Rays, they will get going with a series against the Los Angeles Dodgers this evening. Blake Snell, Ross Stripling, your starting pitching uh, matchup here tonight, and it will get going at 10-10 from Dodgers Stadium. The Inside Pitch Radio Show will begin at 9 o'clock this evening on 95.3 WDAE and AM620. Make sure that you subscribe to the Inside Pitch Podcast on whatever platform you're using to listen to today's show, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play. If you're listening on iTunes, please leave us a rating and a review. It helps us reach as many Rays fans as possible. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Inside Pitch Pod. And also keep sending me your emails. The email address again is InsidePitchPod at gmail.com. I'm Steve Carney. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Inside Pitch Podcast.